This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Thank you so much for joining us and making this, of course, a continued part of your morning routine. Wherever you happen to be in the world, thank you so much uh, for the continued support. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on as we try Desperately to close in on that 40,000 subscriber mark. Maybe we can get there by the end of the year. That'd be quite cool if that's even feasibly possible. I did look at kind of the analytics the other day, and apparently 62% of you are subscribed, which means that 38% of the people that are watching the video haven't clicked the button. Maybe you've done it by mistake, and you just kind of search for every morning. You know, if you click that subscribe button, it really does help. And if you turn the notifications on as well, it should, if YouTube is awake, tell you when we do our other shows as well. Let's jump into the chat box. Good morning to Matt G, to Blackshine, to Stephen and Tamid. Good morning to Damien and Olu and Sarvik and Martin and Lynn. Hope you're doing good. Um, Peter, that comment made me laugh. I'm going to be real. <laughs> Stevie, good morning to you. Steve and Paul and Kaiser and Michael. Good morning and everybody else joining us in the chat box as well. I hope you've had a fantastic week. Welcome to the weekend. I hope that you've got some good stuff planned because what you won't have planned is anything football related, unfortunately. But we'll talk a little bit about that and some more in a second. There is other sport going on to indulge ourselves in, but uh, it is a shame. Um, but we'll come on to that, as I say. Uh, do check out the last remaining tickets in our prize for Henri and Burkamp signed and framed shirts. Uh, there's also the opportunity to win an instant prize, which is the Arsenal home away or third kit of your choice. Um, there is only 21 tickets left uh, and the competition runs out on Monday, uh, on Wednesday. Sorry, So do make sure that you get involved before your opportunity flies by. Um, the first thing to talk about, and I know that we were talking about this yesterday, um, but obviously we did the reaction to the game yesterday. So there's a few things we're going to go over for the last 48 hours. Um, the Premier League confirms that this weekend's game, so Arsenal's match against Everton, would be postponed. They released a statement in which they said, at a meeting in this morning's Premier League clubs paid tribute to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II to honour her extraordinary life and contribution to the nation. And as a mark of respect, this weekend's Premier League match round would be postponed, including Monday evening's game. Further updates regarding the Premier League fixtures during the period of mourning will be provided 
in due course. I am frustrated by this. Really, I'm re- I am frustrated by this because, and I wrote a piece about this yesterday. It's a topic which is going to divide people. But I think that the overriding frustration that has been felt and shown and voiced and written by so many people kind of highlights that this, in my view, was the wrong decision. I mean, had as a unified um, kind of motion of all sporting events done this, then I would be less frustrated but when you see rugby and horse racing and cricket and golf and I think Formula One although I know that's not that's more international than national I know but still when all of these sports continue um, and it's football that doesn't as a sign of what they describe as respect it's difficult to kind of get your head around um, I think that and I wrote about this in my piece this morning, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to trying to discuss this topic, it's it's hard because obviously the decision has been made to try and show respect for the passing of, of our monarch, which is obviously you would say anything, any way that you can try and show respect is a good thing. But there are going to be people out there that will be at home alone won't be around with their family and friends like they might have been if they're at the football and won't be given the same opportunity to have a moment of reflection, a moment of respect, to pay tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. And because of that, that's a real shame. And and that's only one part of this. Another part of it is obviously the fact that people have paid for travel, people have paid for accommodation, people have come from abroad to watch the game this weekend. I had someone message me yesterday saying it was going to be their first Premier League game and they were coming from Australia. And now that, of course, has had a huge impact on their trip and their time. They're not going to cancel their trip because one of the activities is no longer there. But that investment that that's there, they can't just come back when the game's been rearranged. It's very difficult. And so that that's, that's a frustration. Um, and so I think it's absolutely fair that people have their criticism of the decision and uh but if if it's your opinion that that is that they've made the right choice that is also completely fair and you're entitled to your opinion that's it don't try and silence people having what is a respectful opinion on a topic it only looks bad on you uh moving forwards therefore um arsenal's game against psv however should go ahead this thursday uh they've uh, spoken to, I believe, the policing around the potential game, and there's been no indication that the game should not go ahead. If they were to postpone it, it would be very difficult to see where they would even put this game. There's talk that the Everton game being postponed will go potentially as even far back as January because there's literally no other moment to put it in the game in in the schedule because of the World Cup, and so for that reason, um, it's it's going to be very hard to find when we're going to put these games in. Arsenal will effectively probably be playing two games a week for the foreseeable future once we return in October after this international break that we have at the end of September. So Arsenal will be in need of a dire kind of potential you know, a a potential situation whereby we see more players coming in January, more youth players come in because the squad is going to need to be thorough. It's going to need to be able to cope with the demands of two games a week for the foreseeable future. And that is a kind of thing that we need to get into for next season if we are going to qualify for the Champions League. Arsenal are going to have to use quality 
every single time because they are not going to be able to rest players against the likes of Zurich or Buda Glimt or, you know, in these types of games with respect to those teams, Arsenal should be able to beat them with their second string sides. Arsenal are going to need next season to have a very, very strong squad and strength in depth throughout. And so technically this season, I suppose, you know, you consider it, yeah, we should probably have that already to deal with the Premier League side of things. But I think that we need to be in a position where we're always going to be as competitive as possible. With the games postponed this weekend, it is, for me, a sign that Arsenal should certainly be going very strong against PSV. We should probably use our, our Premier League sides that would have played this weekend or next weekend against PSV. It makes very much sense to go and play uh, the strongest team possible this Thursday. So I would expect Saka and Jesus and if Partey's fit to return, him to come back in, Saliba, Ben White, you know, Ramsdale even potentially, I would expect the strongest as team as possible to play that game on Thursday. PSV might be looking at and going, well, damn, we were hoping they would probably rotate a couple of players. Um, but no, I wouldn't uh, want Arsenal to at this point. Arsenal should go full strength on Thursday and try to win the game as simply as possible. Now, interestingly, the three Gabbies, Gabriel Magalash, Gabriel Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus, were all left out of the squad to face, uh, of the Brazil squads to face their European, or rather international fixtures over the course of the end of September. There is suggestions that this is being done to allow others into the squad to kind of fight for potential last places in the team, and that the likes of Jesus, Martinelli and Gabriel Magalash should not be too concerned at this point about their place in the World Cup squad and that Tite is using the opportunity to kind of play players off against one another that were kind of here or there about his selection. So I don't. if you're worried about these three not being included in the World Cup squad, don't be. They probably still all will be come uh, November or earlier than that when we have to think October when the final squads are named. But if they aren't in the squad for the World Cup, great <laughs> you know, i'll be buzzing about that because obviously we want to see the players fit and ready to go and we don't want to see them facing potential injury and they get a, a winter break if you like um there is obviously some downsides of the winter break for players that aren't away because they've then got a they're out, out of football for like six weeks and then they've got to get back into it and it's kind of like a a lull in your season unless you're playing more regularly in the World Cup. There's positives and benefits and negatives and cons to both. So it's interesting that all three of them have been left out, but there is a suggestion that uh, all three of them will go back into it for the World Cup. But what it does mean is that we shouldn't have any injury issues at least before the North London derby unless there's any training issues with those three. So positives and some strange news related to that one. Now, Cedric posted a tweet with Emil Smith-Rowe suggesting that he and his his uh, teammate are working to get back as strong as possible. They don't look like they're wearing any kind of protective boots or, you know, any kind of strappings or muscular supports in any way, which is a positive sign. Hopefully these two are just facing some minor setbacks. I believe that Smith Rowe's issue was a, was a groin problem. I'm not sure what uh, Cedric's was, but I think it was a very minor issue. They could potentially both be even back for the game against Tottenham, even though it's unlikely either of them would start that game. Having that depth in the squad is going to be really key. But We'll have to wait and see. Maybe even one of them will be back for the PSV game. We'll have to wait for Mikel Arteta's press conference. Um, Sandro Tonali was linked with a move to Arsenal in the summer transfer window. However, it is expected that he will stay for the long term after he signed a new deal with AC Milan. So Arsenal search for a midfielder potentially in January and in the summer transfer window 
he's going to find a bit of a, a roadblock regarding potentially signing Tonali as he's now signed a brand new contract with Milan. As you can see him sitting there um, with his representatives and Maldini, I believe that is on the left-hand side. Um Mudrik, uh, the Shakhtar Donetsk and Ukrainian international, did a very, very interesting interview that I'm sure plenty of you have seen uh, yesterday afternoon, um, or rather Thursday afternoon, in which he spoke to CBS Sports' Ben Jacobs, who, of course, we've had a number of times on the channel. He says, my dream is to play in the Premier League. Of course, Arsenal is a very good team, very good manager. So from my side, I can't say no to Arsenal, but a transfer is not just up to my decision. Yes, well, and then David Ornstein rather funnily replied to Ben's tweet saying, what have you done? <laughs> it is the thing that, you know, footballers are starting to be a little bit more open. Footballers are actually starting to speak to journalists about potential transfer moves, which has never really been something that's happened. It's been a bit of a taboo, I suppose, amongst the journalist kind of world, seeing players do one-on-one -on -one interviews while they're still with a current club, talking about potential transfers elsewhere. It's not the done thing. It's not a regular thing. Um and I think that when it comes to the potential to see players talk about their future, when it's talking about Arsenal, it's obviously positive. But also it could fall back on Arsenal in the sense that if we ever see a player being linked elsewhere and they start talking about their future in another club, it won't look so good. So again, another situation where there's pros and cons. But Mudrik, as we know, is a very exceptional talent playing currently for Shakhtar and had a great debut um, start in the Champions League the other night against RB Leipzig, getting a goal and an assist. Looks rapid, great kind of technique, good ball at his feet skills. Has been questioned about his final product, but in the game against RB Leipzig in particular, you know, I think that was that was excellent. Kind of the delivery and also the finish for his goal was was top class. So if he can kind of replicate that kind of form into the future. It's only going to make teams like Arsenal find it harder not to be interested in trying to sign him. But will Arsenal return in January? Perhaps. Will they return in the summer? We'll have to wait and see. I think Marquinhos' situation could have a long-bearing impact on whether they move for a wide player. If Marquinhos continues to develop rather consistently and impressively, I would be surprised to see that happen. That completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to the part two of today's show and your questions in the chat box. So without further ado, it's time to tackle those. Uh, do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Uh, but we're going to be back after this very quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It is your last chance to get hold of the tickets for the Henri and Bergkamp shirt because they could be gone by the time I try and talk about it once again tomorrow. There's only 21 left, so do not miss out on your opportunity. Link 
in the description down below to get involved. More information there as well. Um, let's uh, let's go to the chat box then and see what you guys for what questions you might have to answer. Um, let's go to Matt G. He says, Tom, do you think will uh, or will every hear uh, will ever hear from <laughs> Danielek again about the potential takeover, or has that moment passed? I think that moment's probably gone. You might hear him get some questions about it. You might hear him get some... Um, he might be asked about if he's still interested. He would probably say yes if the opportunity ever comes up. I'm sure that he would be interested in buying Arsenal again because he's a fan. But the Cronkies have absolutely no intention of selling Arsenal Football Club, no intention of of letting the club go, of selling assets. Or they, Arsenal is within the fabric now of KSE to people's frustration, annoyance, irritation, gladness maybe for some. You know, I think that the ownership since 2018 has certainly changed. I think since they've taken full ownership of the club, we've seen a lot more positive steps taken, a lot more money invested. And that's what people have asked for for a very long time. Decision making has still been questionable. The Super League in particular was a big, big no-no. And the fact that they turned around on that and admitted their wrongdoing is is a positive again in itself to admit that they've done a mistake and, and that they've changed their mind on that. But is it ever going to stop them from potentially getting involved in something else like that in the future? I highly, highly doubt it. Um, my worry is ever if an Arsenal home game was to be played away from the Emirates. I know that Josh has promised that that wouldn't happen and he'd have to break that promise if he was to go and agree to that happening. It's something that happens in Spain. You know, the Spanish Super Cup gets played in the Middle East, I believe. It's something that I never want to see happen for English football. English football doesn't need to do that. It's the richest league in the world. It's the richest country for football in the world. It does not need to indulge in any kind of away or fixtures, league fixtures or cup fixtures being played outside of the country. That would be so awful for fans and for, you know, just the just the legitimacy of the sport, really, and the integrity of, of the English game. I would not want to see it. It's nothing to do with it. You know, I've got an issue with it being in a specific country. Nothing like that. But it should it just shouldn't happen, in my view. The Spanish League should stay in, in Spain and the French League and the French Cups and the Italian Cup should stay in their countries. That's why they are the Italian Cup. The fact that the Spanish Super Cup is played elsewhere is just a real shame. A real, real shame to take it away from those fans in their country. So yeah, that's that is a real shame. Um the Super League will still still come, but every team will be allowed to get into it, says Ben Farah. Um the Premier League and the Premier League teams would be fools to get involved with it because they currently are on this pedestal well above any other league in the world. And even for financial reasons, you know, teams like Martin and Forest have come up from the lower division, spending over £150 million on players. The reason they're able to do that is because of the money in the English game. If you don't see teams coming up from Liga Adelante or Serie B or uh, Ligue 2, like you just don't see it happening, or the Bundesliga uh, Zwei? No. Is it? Is it Zwei? I think it's Zwei. <laughs> Dry is free. Um, yeah. So I think that, uh, I think that, yeah, you just don't see that and the money being spent. So they would be mad to get involved with the Super League, to be honest, in my opinion. But who knows? You might be right, Ben. It might still end up happening. Um, 1300 Scarface says, uh, would you rather have Mikhailo Mudrik or Kvica Kvastelia, I think? 
Um, I, you know who I mean. The guy who's playing, I think, for Napoli at the moment. Looks quite good. Yeah. Um, Mudrik still. I know more about Mudrik, so I've not really got the best answer for you. But Mudrik, I think, is potentially a better talent to get for the money. You know, I think that Cavastelio will cost a significant amount. Um, and now he's moved to Napoli in an Italian league. And Napoli are notoriously difficult to negotiate with. I don't see why... Um, they would let him go for anything less than a ridiculous fee either. Um, Crypto says, why have Brazil dropped all of our players? If you scroll back about 10 minutes, mate, you'll uh, see me talking about that. Uh, Rich F says, what about the NFL games played here, Tom? We as fans in the UK love it. I mean, I'm not a big NFL fan, so I can't really connect in the same way. But I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. <laughs> you know, if you're taking the game away from, I don't know, I'm trying to think of NFL teams now. LA, you're going to ruin me. LA Rams, you know. Um, you know, if like if if the if the LA Rams, which I know is an ironic example because they were taken away from from St. Louis, so yeah, it's it's an irony, and uh, I I just think it should stay. You know, preseason games are for you know these types of tours, these types of movements elsewhere, um, and so if you, it's a preseason NFL game, great, go do it. Or if you're going to create kind of an entire new game, for instance, like an entire new tournament. So there's a new competition called like, I don't know, the the US Cup. And, you know, that's, I suppose it just sounds like something that would be a preseason tournament anyway. But you know what I mean? That's kind of where it is. So Javier says, would you go watch an NFL or an NBA game in London? Honestly, I don't like either sport, so no. I've gone to Madison Square Garden. I've watched the Knicks play. I didn't enjoy it. I'm not a basketball fan. It was just kind of one of those things. I'd never really seen basketball before. I'm just not a fan of the sport. Um, it was a nothing game, to be fair, at like the end of the season, so it was never going to be anything amazing. But yeah, no, I wouldn't have EA. And look, I know that what the question is designed to do. It's designed to say, oh, well, if you were going to do that, surely that's okay. I get what you're trying to do. I just think that for me, you know, the... The tournaments, the home games, the cup competitions that have been ingrained in English sports should stay in England. Sounds so Brexit, doesn't it? Um, but it's just for me, preseason tournaments, great. Go do them elsewhere. You know, go get the tours. Go spread that kind of um, commercial side of things. Go play games elsewhere in the world and stuff like that. And, you know, you have the Club World Cup as well, which is held across the world too. Um, but, yeah. No, I'm just not a fan of it. Just not. Bo says, well, it is the Knicks, true. But I mean, even just the spot, I can't get my, I can't. There's something about a sport where the goal, like, you know, either be um, like my other half plays netball and I reluctantly, but of course, as it is my duty, uh, go along to watch it sometimes. There's something about sports where the goal is too easy to get that I just, I can't quite grasp that same drama um so like basketball scores are crazy um you know rugby i'm not too into rugby either but like the scoring system like a goal in a game at the top level of football you know it's really it's the hardest thing to do is score a goal but it's almost like the easiest thing to do in like netball or basketball is to score i'm probably using the wrong terminology in some cases and actually the hardest thing to do in those sports sometimes is to stop the other team scoring so yeah it's just not it's just not for me 
And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to do what they want and watch what they want. That doesn't make me any less or more of a human being, <laughs> you know. And if you like basketball, good for you. Great. Go do it. Go watch it. Um, Deep Kuna says, do you watch any other sport? Yeah, I do. F1, um, which I know, ironically and contradictory, might seem so boring to people. But I quite like the drama and the politics that go alongside F1, um, kind of keeping up with the story of the season. That's quite interesting. I suppose you can probably apply that to other sports as well. Um tennis i'm quite a big tennis fan and tennis is an interesting sport I mean, i'm going off a huge tangent here but i suppose we are in the middle of now of a bit of a football in drought so this is going to happen but uh the the, the technique and the skill you know with tennis i i just enjoy the different types of shots taken the it's i don't know why i like tennis more and it's not there's not really a goal in tennis either like it's not like a target you just have to stop your opponent from reaching the ball i suppose with different types of shots but yeah it's uh there you go. Um, wow says, yeah, you see more crazy moments in football than basketball, especially with seven game series upsets are much harder than a one game final like the Champions League. Um, yeah, it's just it's just my preference. Sam says, Tom, you say that with NFL and NBA, they should stay, but football is traveling on planes all over Europe. So how is it any different? I mean, they're traveling all over Europe, Sam, because it's a European competition. If you had a global competition, I've no problem with it. I think you may have misinterpreted, Sam, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about English Football League games or English Cup games being played outside of England, the same way that the Spanish Super Cup is played in the Middle East. Like, I don't agree with it. I don't think that should happen. If you want to create a Middle East like tournament that includes Spanish and Italian and whatever else teams, then sure, go do that in the off-season. Go create it. But... Don't take the Spanish Super Cup outside of Spain. Don't take the English Community Shield outside of England. Don't do it. I just, that's not what I'm about. So, Sam, I think you've probably misinterpreted what I'm talking about. Uh, Byron says, Tom, did you enjoy Marquinhos crying out when he scored? His passion makes me proud as a gooner. Yeah, it was great. It was a great moment. You know, I don't know what hardships Marquinhos has gone through, but you hear stories about Brazilian and South American players in particular and the things that they have to go through to get their careers to where they are. So, I remember the story of Alexis Sanchez, you know, when we got to the cup final against Aston Villa and they did that exclusive kind of around where he come through these tiny Chilean towns and villages and you know and how he'd gone back and donated and built basically all so much stuff there because of his career you know that stuff's great so yeah there you go um Diapolon uh, says regarding tennis as a Norwegian I can't believe that Casper Ruud could be the world's number one yeah crazy that tennis is you know this is I'm I'm not like wildly into it to be honest I don't usually watch like when Wimbledon's on or something like that but I like tennis I play tennis if I can play it um you know it's but nothing ever compares to football for me but it probably goes like football F1 tennis I'm trying to think of anything else that I really what sports but to be honest, that's those three. You know, football, F one, tennis are probably the the probably the ones for me. Steve says, "Well, that's fair enough." After saying that, though, I personally wouldn't like to see English football go through in the mud again when the boos ring out during a minute silence. I suppose you've come and joined us a bit later, Steve. So, yeah, I know what you're saying, um, but I think that also there's a strong point to say that during that minute silence, it's an opportunity that a lot of people wouldn't have got otherwise during this weekend to pay tribute in their own way of however they may have wanted to. If other people wanted to boo or make noise, that's down to them, and they can do what they like. But, you know, it's an opportunity that has been missed, I think. So, yeah. Uh, Josh Sheldon says, four-hour matches for the semifinals. Um, is, what sport were we talking about? Were we talking about tennis? Because you can get four-hour matches for, like, any round of that. They're kind of ridiculously long games of tennis. 
Um, like when it gets to like five sets and then you get to a tie break, there's no tie break in the fifth set and it just goes until someone wins. You know, it's yeah, it can take a long, 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 long time. Uh, Axel says, I hate that Premier League isn't played in Norway, so I could buy a season ticket. Uh, but, <laughs> but I totally agree with you, Tom. Why do we always have a need to change everything? Money needs to relax. Um, so there you go. And go Casper, indeed. Uh, Gunnar 8 says, do you ever get a lion? I'm, not, I'm a morning person, so I don't need one. Um, sometimes I do. I mean, I was up at six this morning having to take the missus to the train station. So, you know, it's not it's it's not a problem me getting up now to sort out the show um and to be honest you know I, whilst i've got this opportunity to say now next week on the 17th i of course will be heading off on the honeymoon now i am putting in a lot of work fingers crossed to continue to bring you content at 8 a.m no i'm not going to be recording shows whilst i'm out on my honeymoon that would be crossing a line i think but i am going to be doing a lot of pre-recording the fact that we don't have the games against everton and brentford probably make it easier to do this pre-recorded content because i'm not really going to be missing much besides the psv game so there'll be there'll be shows that have been recorded before the psv game but the idea of a lot of those shows is to talk about more evergreen content if you like things like um tier lists of how the players have performed so far this season probably going to record that on the friday um because then i'll have the psv game to reference as well things like the evolution of Mikel arteta building the perfect arsenal team january transfer stuff loan reports on the players that have you know played so far this season we're going to be doing lots of that you know that stuff and there's going to be some great guests lined up as well i'm not going to tell you who just yet because just in case schedules change and guests can't come on but some really good guests are lined up for the honeymoon series we'll call it from the 17th well probably the 18th through to the 28th i can probably do a show on the 17th in the morning but then all the way from the 18th through to the 28th we're going to continue to bring you 8am shows i'll make sure they're premieres so what that means is basically is it's like a live show so the chat box will be active so you'll be able to jump into the chat and discuss with the people that you usually jump into but it won't be live so you won't be able to ask me questions and stuff like that because the show would have already been recorded but it will be going out with the chat box available during the 8am stuff so i'll schedule them for 8am um and uh yeah you'll be able to get plenty of content still whilst I'm away. That is the plan. I'm just hoping that it all works out and that all of my plans kind of come together and it works. So apologies if it doesn't, but hopefully it should all be fine and ready to go. Um, gg 2 says, hi, Tom. Do you think we could benefit from having this weekend off, allowing injured players to recover for games we may need them for in the future? Yes, this is a potential benefit, of course. You're absolutely right. That said, I do feel as though we had the players available to beat Everton and not worry about it. And now we're going to have to worry about that game probably in a midweek fixture that we probably wouldn't have had a game later on in the season. Brentford, maybe less so. Brentford's a tough game away from home, as plenty of teams have found out, including ourselves. We would benefit from having someone like Thomas Partey or potentially a January signing available for that game. We won't because it's not going to go ahead from the sounds of things. But uh, yeah, there are. So Partey should be back, fully fit, rested, available. Bakaya Saka should get plenty more rest ahead of the Spurs game. There's going to be opportunities. I think that we're going to see some closed doors, closed behind closed doors games played during the international break. I think Arteta will be probably setting plenty of those up so that we've got fixtures going for players like the Gabbies who are still going to be here and like plenty of other players that aren't going away with their international teams. So I think we're going to see plenty of that as well. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Um, we will be back tomorrow morning, uh, of course, with the next 8am show. I'm probably going to be doing a 
preview show for PSV back on Tuesday. But tomorrow, 8 a.m. show, rounding up any massive news that happens to drop in the next 24 hours. And, of course, keeping you up to date with all things Arsenal. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your continued support. And, as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.